The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much for coming out. Is the sound working? The sound working? I can hear you. Can you hear us? Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Free. What we should ask. So. This executive order is, was mean-spirited and uh, This is a uh, island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore? And at its smallest level, uh, uh, the smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Shall we sing this land is your land again until they get the sound working? This land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the New York Island. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local investment professionals Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Tom Canavo actually in for Mike Lomas this week. I'm Glenn Wiggle. We are again the financial guys here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Lots of stuff to talk about today. Of course, this is the show where money meets politics. We will certainly talk about both money and politics today. A big week for both, and so we'll get into that. Uh, first hour, we're going to be joined by Roxanne Sorensen as well. She's the owner of Elder Care Solutions, and we'll be talking to her about some of the issues when it comes to estate planning, along with Tom Canava, when it comes to placement of nursing homes and uh, uh, adult living facilities and, and uh, retirement communities and things like that. And so we'll, we'll introduce her in just a few minutes here. So if you have questions for on uh, for Roxanne, feel free to line those up at 803-0930 and star 930. Later in the show, we will be talking about a lot of things, right? So, so a huge week. First off in the market, the market's dropped over 600 points yesterday, 666 points to be exact, after a couple of brutal days throughout the week. Worst week in years, uh, down about 4% overall. I will remind everybody, however, that we it took us only seven trading days to go from 25,000 on the Dow to 26,000 on the Dow. So 
easy come, easy go. I wouldn't be overly concerned about uh, increase in volatility. I think it's to be expected. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Bitcoin been smashed in the last six weeks, down 50%, over 50%, really, dip below 8,000. Yesterday had a high of uh, over 19,000. So uh, we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, FISA Court memo released yesterday. Huge bombshell there. We'll talk a bit about that and kind of open up the phone lines in the second hour to whatever you really want to talk about any of those topics. State of the Union, I've got some excerpts from that. So we'll talk about that this week uh, or today. And uh, we'll also talk a bit about the Super Bowl tomorrow. So uh, obviously being in Western New York, uh, everybody doesn't want the Patriots to win again. Sadly, I think it will probably be another Patriots win again. So, Tom, I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but are you going to either bother to watch? or I just can't stand to watch the New England Patriots <laughs> win another game. Uh, last year's Super Bowl was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think uh, uh, that sentiment is, uh, I think is widely shared. So it be interesting to see what the ratings are and how they come out. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are like, again, really? So I would I would suspect that they won't uh, they won't pull all time ratings, but we'll see what happens. Uh, State of the Union, however, did pull some good ratings. Uh, CBS News reported that even the Democrats, 43 percent of them approved of the State of the Union. So uh, talk about a disconnect between, uh, you know, the American people and the Democrat Party leaders. I mean, when you when you hear from people like Bernie Sanders or. Uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi or or Chuck Schumer, mainly Pelosi has been the one. I, I haven't heard too many comments from Schumer, but you know the look on Schumer's face throughout the State of the Union was priceless. Uh, but Nancy Pelosi, you know, after the uh, State of the Union, you know, clearly thought it was the worst speech she ever heard in her life. And uh, but the American people didn't think that, including the Democrats. So obviously, among Republicans, the uh, I think the approval rating was close to 90 percent, uh, which is not surprising. But what is surprising is the fact that Democrats even approved of the speech as well. Uh, when asked the question about did you think that he tried to unite the country, uh, an overwhelming 60-something percent, over 60 percent, said yes. And that was both Democrats and Republicans. So I thought a great speech. We'll talk about that in the second hour. And, of course, always an open mic session on anything we're talking about, 803-0930. Star 93 is a free call in a cell. And 1-800-616-9236. Also this week, just yesterday or possibly this morning, a bombshell from WikiLeaks, where did I put that, Uh, exposed an email that basically uh, talks about six Republicans that were bribed by Hillary uh, to try to destroy Trump. And there's some uh, emails that were released that uh, basically... It's hard to deny this stuff, and we'll talk about this. I mean, when, when there's an email saying he's on board and will retract the invitation to speak, and then a couple days later, Paul Ryan retracts the invitation to speak uh, for, uh, with Trump in Wisconsin, you have to wonder. It it's definitely ties together um, very well. It's hard to refute. So we'll talk about that, too, in the second hour. So, again, 803 star 930. All right, we come back. We'll take a very short break here. We're going to hop across uh, or uh, do a quick uh, uh, commercial break, but we're going to come back and introduce Roxanne Sorensen. Uh, Roxanne, again, is the owner of Elder Care Solutions. We'll be talking with uh, Roxanne and Tom uh, regarding um, elder care issues, right? So uh, nursing homes, uh, 
you know, staying at home, home care, lots of issues when it comes to uh, to seniors and elder care, and she'll help us sort those out. If you want to join us or have questions for Roxanne or for Tom, Tom, in addition to being our financial, one of the financial guys, is also our legal guy. Can I call you that, by the way, Tom? You can, although I think we found out this morning there's a guy, it was in Ohio, <laughs> Ogbo, uh, Ogbo, the legal guy. Uh, so we'll have well, to, we'll gonna, have, to have a talk. conversation about that. You're going to be our, our Western New York legal guy, so we're going to call you both not, a, not only a financial guy, but also a legal guy. So if you have questions for Tom, whether it be wills, trusts, uh, probate, we're going to talk about all those things in this hour, so feel free to line those calls up as well at 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call in the cell, and again, 1-800-616-9236. Very short break. We'll come right back and introduce uh, Roxanne from Elder Care Solutions and get you your calls and questions here on News Radio 930, WBEN. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lummis, live here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And you heard a few of our folks over the commercial break there, some of the different departments that we have. If you need us throughout the week, folks, use us as a resource. 633-1515 is our office number. Again, 633-1515, whether it be estate planning with folks like Tom Canavo, uh, retirement planning. Uh, we have Women Investing with Abby Gwynn. Uh, 457 Shield, a program specifically for police officers and at-risk professionals with uh, John Haberstrow, the Veterans Program with Jay Blanchard, uh, Social Security, 401K with Jeff Fine, uh, Medicare now. You just heard that throughout the commercial on our new health care uh, unit with uh, April Hartloff. So if you need us, anything that has to do with you and your money or you and your health care, including uh, independent Medicare agents, you can feel free to call us at the office and again, use us as a resource, 633-1515. That's 633-1515. If we don't offer it in-house, we have a lot of connections in the community where we can refer you out uh, to folks like Roxanne Sorensen, who uh, helps uh, several of our clients uh, with their elderly and aging parents and sometimes even themselves uh, look for facilities and, and access resources. So, Roxanne, thank you very much for joining us and taking time out on a Saturday afternoon. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. First off, tell us a little bit about Elder Care Solutions and, and what you guys do over there and how you do it. Thanks. We're aging life care specialists, so we have a team of social workers and nurses who conduct comprehensive assessments of an older adult's needs. So we're looking at their medical needs, financial, psychosocial, environmental, and safety, and then putting a plan together to bring in services into the home, or like you have mentioned, placement is also another option. Many people are not pre-planning, and most of the calls we get are crisis intervention, trying to either discharge them immediately from a hospital within 15, 20 minutes, um, trying to buy them some time, bringing services into the home if they need 24-hour care. We're also looking at what entitlements they might be accessing, Medicaid, Medicare, veterans benefits. Most people don't know how to navigate the system. It's a lot. It's overwhelming, right? I mean, it's just it is. so much, you know. And like you said, uh, it, it happens fast, right? So you could do all the planning in the world, but, you know, sometimes what happens is you go into the hospital. It might be due to a stroke. It might be due to a, I fall, you know, fell and, and hurt myself. It might be due to uh, just dementia or, or just starting to, um, you know, have some mental issues. So you enter the hospital and they check you out and they say, yeah, I'm really not fit to go home, but can't keep you here, right? And so Correct. all of a sudden it's, where do you go? And right. that happened with, with my uncle, right? And you were yes. able to step in and we really do appreciate it and help 
to at least stall and <laughs> keep in the hospital for a day and, and, and buy some time so that you can begin to reach out to the different facilities and figure out what's going to be the right place for, for that individual, right? Well, yes, and with your uncle's situation, we were able to give us extra time to work with the discharge planners. We were able to look at his finances, where he could definitely qualify to go. You have 50 complexes to choose from, but you might only be qualified for two out of 50 families don't know where to start they're given a list and they you know need to make a decision within 20 minutes that's not a fair assessment for any individual and luckily in your uncle's case we were able to find several locations then we were able to look at his finances now we're applying for veterans benefits that he never had accessed in the past and he's doing remarkably well now that he's settled in it it worked well but it was all within like two day time period we had to turn right. this around Without you, it was, I think my, my parents were about ready to, you know, just throw up their hands because, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with, you're caring for a loved one. At the same time, you've got the hospital, and, and not to knock the hospital because they were wonderful and did a great job, but it's like, okay, your time's up. Yes, Bye. Exactly. And you're emotionally <laughs> you attached. Really, you like, well, wait a minute now. Well, what, well, hold on a second. What, what do right. we do? Right. And, and it was uh, daunting uh, the, looking at it going, oh, my God, like, what's the next step? Are we bringing them home to our house or, you know? Right. And that's what they were trying to to figure out. Could they do that? They're not local. They travel. And people have other lives outside of their loved ones. We just experienced that with my own mother-in-law. She was in the hospital for several weeks. And then my husband, unfortunately, had to make the decision to take her off life-saving measures. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm neither of us are going to work. We have our children. Who's going to take care of them? You know, I do this for a living, but you have to bring in the emotional component. I couldn't function as a care manager. I was a daughter-in-law. I was supporting my husband. And unfortunately, she passed away, and now we're going through all that process, which I do every day, and I work with Tom and other attorneys. But now that I'm facing it, it's been very eye-opening. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a lot. It's overwhelming, and uh, you know you can do a, a great service and a great job in helping folks to kind of navigate everything. So if you want to, if you have any questions, folks, feel free to again use Roxanne as a resource here. Eight zero three zero nine thirty is the number to call. Eight zero three zero nine thirty. Star nine thirty is a free call in a cell, and one eight hundred six one six nine two three six. Tom, let me get you in here. So, you know, talking about the legal aspects of things, you know, what rights does a patient have when it comes to you know, staying in the hospital for a couple extra hours or, or finding it. It seems to me like there's a big disconnect with, you know, suddenly it's like your time is up and it's out the door. And there's there's not a lot of, I don't want to say compassion because that's not the right word, but it feels that way when, when you're the one that is dealing with that loved one. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, compassion is a good word, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Uh, we're in a society where hospitals are businesses. They're, they're not typically, unless they're a charitable institution, they are not charitable institutions. They are businesses. And we have situations all the time, and, and Roxanne can speak to this even more than I can because she's there literally in the room with them. Uh, when, you're, uh, when your insurance is up, when the days are up, when the when the doctor has determined that it's no longer medically necessary for you to be admitted to the hospital, mm-hmm. you are discharged. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. And it's not like you're running a college apartment, you're just gonna stay a little longer. Uh, there's a very substantial expense associated with staying in the hospital. Is that, Agreed. Is that right, Roxanne? That's exactly how it's driven, is insurance is, ba- is basing everything on when they need to leave and they're medically stable. So I, you know, and I want to touch upon a couple of things that, that Roxanne said, because she's mentioned that 20 minutes a couple of times where it's like, hey, you got to go. Here's the wheelchair. We're going to take yeah. you to the door and you're on your own. And, uh, it, you know, the, the converse can also be true. Well, we have a client um, who her husband went into, a, went into a hospital. He was kind of in and out of the hospital. And his insurance only covered so many days. And 
Uh, and he got therapy and he got uh, he was in like an assisted living type of uh, facility and kind of in between there and the hospital. And the whole time she's home trying to run the household on her own and literally counting days. Like, does this count for a whole day? Because when those number of days that the, ho- that the insurance company is going to pay for, when that was up, they were on their own and they had to come up with the, come up with the money, had to come up with a financial solution as to what to do for him. Is he going to go to a nursing home? Is he going to go home? Is he going to get home care? It is daunting. It is. And most family members don't know what their loved ones have financially. Mom and dad have not shared what their assets (laughs) are, or maybe they don't have assets. No one understands the Medicaid system, and it's very daunting, and it's a scary proposition. If I'm working all day, I'm transporting my children all day somewhere, and now I have to figure out, can my dad afford $10,000 a month at a nursing home, and I don't know what their income is, where do you start? And that's why a lot of families call us because we work through that system. We know what part they can and cannot do. Right. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, having an inventory, right, or at least having a, uh, you know, with AAA, we developed something called Lifebook. So you could at least put all your things together yes. in one spot, your wills, your trusts. Uh, your bank statements, your brokerage statements. You know, in our office, we use tools like AdviseOn, which helps to take all these different investment statements and put them on the one page. And so we do that and, and, re- and use that as our review with our clients every six months. So they can take that and they can put that in the drawer. They can put that in with their stuff. And it's all, you know, five or six or even eight accounts or whatever, all on one sheet. But if you don't know that or you haven't done that, and unfortunately, that's more of the rule, not the exception, where people haven't done that type of planning, then you're right. It is, where do you even begin? You start going through drawers, desks, trying to figure out where assets are held. Um, it, that's what my poor husband is doing right now, even though I do this tough. for a living. And I will say this to my clients all the time. My parents don't listen to me. I've now learned that my mother is never, my mother-in-law has not listened to me. We are now searching for documents in a house where we don't know where to start. Luckily, we've, we're finding things, but it's like a treasure hunt. And I do this every single day, and it's frustrating to know that you have resources available to you, but you're not doing it because it's not going to happen to me scenario. Right. You know, and that is the typical scenario. Is it not going to happen to me? I don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to have to deal with it. Correct. And you're right. You, you probably won't have to deal with it, but your family will. Yes. And that's the problem is that... You know, you might think that, well, I'm, you know, lots of, of uh, you know, folks that say 70, 75, 80 or above are a little you know, different generation, more private in their finances, more private in the things that they have, not necessarily wanting to share with uh, children and certainly, uh, you know, son or daughter-in-laws even in a lot of cases. So it makes it that much more difficult. Tom, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. I was going to say it's interesting. You're, you're actually touching upon what I wanted to mention. You mentioned uh, a drawer, right, stuff in a drawer. I tell, I tell almost all of my clients, look at you have got to have a place where something's going to happen to you, right? We did, we've done a lot of surveys, a lot of studies. It doesn't matter the country. We've found that 100% of people alive today are going to die. Okay, it's going to happen. <laughs> Statistically, 100 percent case, it's going to it's going to happen. And when that happens, what have you left behind? And I always talk about you know my father passed 30 years ago now. My mother is still alive, and um, we had a drawer. It was the drawer. It was the top right hand drawer in the in the in the buffet in the dining room, you know, where the china cabinet is, and that's where all the important papers went. Not the most secure thing, but we knew where to look in the drawer. And it's been 30 years now. We were kind of cleaning out my mom's house, and I'm still fine. I'm like, oh, 
that's where that was, right? <laughs> like you have no idea where everything is kept. And you know, Roxanne is going through this and now with her with her mother in law's estate. And uh, if you don't mind me saying, as we talked about earlier, um, I'm helping her and her family through that probate process. And what the other evening, how many hours in my in my office? Two hours. Papers spread out all over the desk <laughs> yep. and trying to figure out what's what. And you know, and she's in this for a living, as am I. And with our own families, it's like. Geez, you got to get on the right page. I just wanted to. I'm sitting in Tom's office, wanting to think if she was here right now, I'd shake her because it's so frustrating to know you know what to do. Like you said, you make those lists and you educate people. But again, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Scenario, and you know now I'm going home in my own life, going, am I ready for my kids? Because I'm okay. I'm only in my 40s, but nothing. I don't know what tomorrow brings, and I don't want somebody else doing this for my family. I need to prep now, too. It's Pre-planning is a key for all of us, and the scenario is not going to happen to me is the dumbest mentality I've ever heard. Yeah, well, it, you know, we know for sure, as, as Tom accurately pointed out with his uh, poll numbers, that yes, 100% will <laughs> pass away, so we do know <laughs> that it will happen to you. But oftentimes, you know, it can be. I mean, I always think about, and we, we've talked about, every time we've done a show like this, we talk about the uh, the Terry Schiavo case out in Florida. She was 27 years old. Yeah. yeah. So you just don't know, you know, whether you're going to be in your 20s or your, or your 30s or your 40s or at any age, you could become incapacitated where somebody may have to step in and begin to take over finances or, or handle things on your behalf. But when you're a senior and you're, and you're getting up in age, and especially if you're, you know, if your family has a history of things like Alzheimer's or dementia, I think you need to be even uh, more aware of it and, and, and more on top of things. And now there are tools online. You know, part of our Advise On program is an online vault. You can use a drawer. We would certainly be okay with that. But, you know, to your point about not being that secure, uh, a vault is. It's, it's like an online uh, a vault, basically. It's a Dropbox type of thing, but it's totally secure and everything is encrypted. You can upload your wills to that. You can upload your your uh, your documents, your bank statements, and things like that. So there is one online place that all of your papers and documents are that also is connected to a, a whole bunch of your brokerage or, or, or investment accounts all in one spot. And so lots of tools to utilize. There's lots of things that you can do. But even if you just use an old, old-fashioned spiral-bound notebook and just jot things down or put things in it, that's going to be a lot better than having nothing. So if you want to join us, if you have questions for Roxanne, she's going to be here for another uh, half an hour or so. Six three, oh, six three, that's our office number. 8030930, star 93 is a free call to sell. 1-800-616-9236. And of course, if you do need us throughout the week, feel free to use that office number, which is 6331515 again, 6331515. All right, very short break. Got to hop across, uh, across the hall for the news. We'll be right back here on News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, live here on News Radio 930 WBEN, and we are the financial guys. In studio today, Tom Canavo, our legal guy, as well as one of the financial guys here to help us kind of sort some uh, state stuff out. And we're also talking with Roxanne Sorensen from Elder Care Solutions. Before I go back to Tom and Roxanne, I do want to welcome a special guest on the live line here to uh, plug a terrific charity for Ben Be Strong. Uh, Beth is with us. Beth, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. So I understand that uh, Ben is a 12-year-old boy from Alma, right? He's battling stage 4 brain cancer, which is so sad. 
Um, he sounds a lot like me, though. He's an outdoor, uh, avid outdoorsman, loves to hunt and, and fish, although I don't trap, but I uh, love the outdoors. And I have a black lab, or had a black lab, sadly. Uh, <laughs> you know, not anymore. But So tell me about, about Ben here and what you guys are trying to do for his care. Ben is an extremely amazing kid. Um, definitely wise beyond his years. Um, he hunts, traps, fishes. Um, we've managed to be able to help him get to Alaska fishing. Um, he's gone on a big game hunt with Jim Kelly over in New Zealand. Wow. Um, yeah, and he got, for Make-A-Wish, he got a razor, um, which is a four-wheel um like a quad kind of thing where he can get in and out of the woods, um, which helps him be able to continue to duck hunt um, while he's going through chemo and radiation. Um, this kid is resilient beyond anybody I've ever met in my life. Um, he's had countless radiation treatments and chemo treatments and invasive and painful procedures, and the kid still smiles. Um, we're trying to raise money for the family and for Ben. Um so that, you know, while he's in good health or while he still can, he can participate in things that he enjoys. Yeah, um, it sounds like you're doing a, a great job in, in helping to access some of those resources. Nice to be a board member for Make-A-Wish. Great organization. Wonderful, uh, wonderful cause, of course. So tell us what you're trying to do here uh, for some of the events that you have coming up. I know you have an event coming up on the 11th, right? Right. We, um, John and Fran uh, Ricotta, um, the owners of Manja um, Restaurants in Orchard Park. They also own um, the Ricotta Pizzerias in Orchard Park. Um, they contacted me and donated their space for a fundraiser for Ben, um, which is a blessing in itself. Um, but we're reaching out to business owners and, you know, try to have people come out. And, you know, $20 a ticket, you get a wonderful dinner at Manja, and it's a cash bar. Um, we're going to have basket raffles and silent auctions and um, door prizes and 50-50s. It's just going to be um, time for people to come together to support a family who's truly in need. Um, and it's for a good cause. Um, I'd really like to hope that it increases the awareness um, in our community of pediatric cancers, not not only brain cancer, but you know other cancers in these children, leukemia. There's so many families battling um, this right now. It's truly sad yeah there's there's a lot of that and and you know my work with make-a-wish and also with mikey's way it, it just breaks your heart when you see these little ones that are you know they're they're so brave and they're and they always have such a great attitude but it just you know going through that you know treatment in the hospital and being separated from their friends and just you know the the fatigue of it all is, is just amazing and you know you watch these kids go through it and it really it almost warms your heart in a way to see you know how resilient they really are and and how positive their attitude really can be that's, um, you, it's true. Um, we were also blessed. Um, Dell, the founder of Twenty Six Shirts, um, picked Ben to the to be the recipient of uh, him designing a shirt and putting it out. The shirt is available for fourteen days. It ends on February eleventh. You can put your orders in up until then. Um, and he's designed an amazing shirt for Ben, and it's under the charged quote-unquote charge category. Um, so if you get a chance, you know, jump on 26shirts uh, slash buffalo. I'm sorry, 26shirts.com slash buffalo slash charged. Uh, you'll find Ben's shirt. And, you know, help us out, raise some money for Ben that way, too. That'd be great. Um, and there's a little section that on their website, too, that is called Needs Known. 
our known needs, and it lists people in our community who also are looking for help. So it's an amazing organization. Dell and his staff are incredible people. Yeah, they really are. I will put a link to that on Monday on our Financial Guys uh, webpage, so thefinancialguys.com. I'll see if I can get one of our folks to put it right on the home page so you can click on it and go right to that link up until February 11th. Now, if folks want to come out to the uh, February 11th event at uh, Manja, how do they, do they call ahead of time? They just buy tickets to the door. If they do call ahead of time, who do they call? They can call me. Um, my name is Beth, and my phone number is 716-225-0494. And give me a call. You know, come on out and join us. Um, we've also done one other Thing, and we've got it's called fill a boot for Ben and in some local businesses we have a boot um, it's usually just a little rain boot and it has a little placard of what why we have the boot out and what we're raising the money for um, so if you see a boot drop your spare change in it please and every little penny helps all right I'll make sure we have one of those at our office as well so Beth thank you so much for joining us and, and really do appreciate it and best of luck thank you so much all right. If you need again, if you want to go to the event, that's February 11th at Manja, three to seven. Uh, you can contact Beth two two five zero four nine four with any questions or to obtain tickets, and look for the uh, fill a boot for Ben at area businesses. And again, I will put the link for uh, Dell uh, uh, shirts on our web uh, website, thefinancialguys.com. Beth, thank you so much. Have a good weekend. We appreciate it. All right, if you want to join us here, 803-0930-STAR-930 is a free call. It's uh, 1-800-616-9236. Let me, uh, let me clean up the phones here, and let's see here. Who's up on deck? Let's go to Bill in Eden, who's been holding patiently. Bill, how are you? Good. Um, I had some comments on the State of the Union. Is this a good time for that? Sure. You fire away. Okay. Um, it was really put the left on display as to what they were doing. We were looking at... Nancy Pelosi there sitting like, uh, she looked like she'd explode if she even tried to raise the corners of her mouth into a smile. <laughs> and uh, Chuck Schumer, he was looking at the camera like he was being eaten from the inside out from something terrible. But yep. it seemed to me that um, the left was showing that their disdain is not just for President Trump, but it's for also for the rest of us. It's for America. Because when the president brought up different points, I just had like a short list here, they didn't stand up at all. But these are things I think that you believe in as much as I do. So these are things that the left did not stand for. Okay, God, higher wages, more jobs, improving the VA, record low unemployment, record low black unemployment, record low Hispanic unemployment, energy independence, religious freedom, companies moving back into the United States, <laughs> not sending foreign aid to our enemies, Israel, the Capitol building, the national anthem, veterans, the parents of teens killed by MS-13, and the fact that Americans will no longer be forced to choose between their light bill and an astronomical health insurance plan that they don't want or need. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a great list, and you are spot on. The, the, some very <laughs> striking moments we'll talk about later in the show today is the fact when he mentioned black unemployment and the Congressional Black Caucus just sat there. I mean, whether you love them or hate them, I mean, this is good news for your community, guys. Like, show some, like, some thank you or, or, or happiness about the fact that that, uh, that things are going in the right direction. Um, to your point about the, you know, paying for expensive Obamacare, um, new uh, report from the uh, uh, FGA, it's a uh, government watchdog group, 
uh, Obamacare expansion cost twice as much as originally promised, which, of course, is no surprise. So, But, yeah, I thought it was amazing uh, to watch the reaction or lack thereof of some of the Democrats. And I think it really goes to show, and, again, you know, when you look at the poll numbers, 43% of Democrats, 43% of Democrats approved of the State of the Union. It really goes to show that the leadership of the Democrat Party is completely disconnected from the mainstream of America, for sure. So thank you so much for your call. I really certainly uh, do appreciate it. Quick question for your guests there. You betcha. Um, what are, like, maybe you say the top five things that each of us can do as we get older to kind of get ready? That's a great question. Wow. So uh, older older is a relative term, right? At, uh, at, at 50 years old, my kids think I'm old, and at 80, they think I'm a kid. Uh, but, I'll, but I'll tell you. You are, Tom. <laughs> childlike, perhaps. Uh, but I'll tell you, there, there, are, there are a number of things that you can do. And if you wanted to hit the top five, uh, is very uh, difficult, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Depending on what stage you are in life, uh, there are different things that you need to accomplish. For instance, I have teenage boys. I have a wife and a, and a, and a dog that's just full of energy. Um, the, some of the things that I need to do, I need to make sure that I have a will. I need to make sure that I have a health care proxy and a power of attorney. I need to make sure that if something happens to my wife and I, uh, that there's somebody that's going to care for my children, that they're okay financially, up to appoint guardians and the like. Um, my wife is, uh, is a teacher. Uh, she has a, uh, she's going to get a, a public pension. Um, one thing that I have to make sure of is I know that if she passes before I do, that pension goes away. It's a big part of our financial plan. That's for me, right, at, at my particular age. Somebody in their 60s, I'd say in their early 60s, uh, you're looking at a number of different things. You're probably not retired yet. Uh, you have to start making some decisions about Social Security. Your will might actually name guardians for your children who have children of their own now. And your estate's looking a little different. But where do you want it to go and how do you want it to go? You also have to look at health care proxies and, and um, uh, powers of attorney, but for a different reason now. Uh, what happens if you, as Roxanne knows, what happens if you end up in uh, a hospital uh, or in a nursing home and you can't handle your affairs? Somebody has to do that for you. You need to take a look at your actual retirement. What's it going to look like? How long is that money going to last? Roxanne, on the, on, the, on the issue of the power of attorney, right before Christmas, right, we had an issue with a, a woman that was in a nursing home and her family was coming in from out of town. And, you know, we're running around on, on, on you know, the weekend before Christmas trying to get this stuff tidied up because it hadn't been done already. No, it hadn't been done. And she was 85 years old. The family didn't have access to paying any bills, getting access to money to keep her her home going, and it be, uh, could have became a nightmare because her health was so compromised. And you want to still be able to do that while you had that power. And, and her husband, who was otherwise healthy, had just had, I think it was hip surgery. Yes. So physically could not get up and go and do the things that you would expect them to do. And uh, talk about uh, talk about being pinched at the wrong time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so Bill, so when we say the top five, uh, one of the things that we try to do at the financial guys in our office is we try to be as comprehensive as possible in the simplest way possible. Oh, I'd love to say we just pull a, a binder off the shelf and say, what's your age? What's your spouse's age? Here's the plan for you. Right? Roxanne's shaking her head. No, <laughs> no, you just simply can't do it. You just can't because everybody's in a different situation. Uh, everybody has different stuff. And how they're going to protect that stuff and where they may, may end up, it, it really is different for everybody. And I told Tom, doing this with my mother-in-law, I do this every day. But what I, we learned very quickly was we didn't have her password to her cell phone. So we can notify people that maybe we didn't know. We didn't have passwords to her email, her internet accounts, her credit cards. Having those codes 
what's your favorite color or your first car. Those are things I never thought of as a care manager that now I'm implementing. So if you can have a list of those items, put away where you or your spouse or your significant other have them, have a list of your finances, just have a checklist because that's the best gift you can do for yourself and for your loved ones. That sounds like an awesome thing. A lot of us forget about passwords. Maybe yeah. also like your beneficiaries, if you have benefits yes. set up when you're younger and then people move away or die or whatever. Then. Oh, check but, but, uh, Actually, Glenn, Glenn and I are very familiar with this, Bill. That's, that is a perfect yeah. – what you're talking about is so simple – but so overlooked, and it happens often. You have beneficiaries on life insurance policies. You have a beneficiary on your 401k when you first started working, and maybe it was your wife. Maybe you didn't have a wife at the time, and she's not the beneficiary. It's your mom or your dad is the beneficiary. Uh, you, IRAs, bank accounts. When we're looking, we, oh my gosh, I can't tell you, we have so many people that have come to us, unfortunately, after the fact, and they think their estate's going, or they thought their estate was gonna go one place, and it's actually going somewhere else, because they didn't have their accounts beneficiaried properly, or they thought that they changed the beneficiaries, but did it in a way that wasn't accepted by the company holding their accounts, right. and they were ineffective. Right, Glenn? We had this going on yep. uh, down in Philadelphia. and, and, and didn't realize. It's, yep. uh, it's crazy. Actually, and that's why I came to you, Tom, in a panic <laughs> this week with my husband. Luckily, my husband, I guess I can say, is an, you know, luckily is an only child because we don't have any dissension. But we found going through my mother-in-law's items, my father-in-law who passed away 20 years ago is still on the deeds to two properties. He's uh -huh. the beneficiary to her life insurance. Right. We have to jump through extra hoops, maybe reopen his estate. All the oh. utilities are in my father-in-law's name. So what I thought could be a simple process is now become a bigger process. So it was very eye-opening for me personally. Maybe we do that on a regular time kind of thing. Well, thank you. Great, great show, guys. God bless you and God bless America. Yeah, thanks thank for those bullet points, Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let's stick with the phones. Steve, let's try to sneak in one more before we go to break here. 803-0930 if you have a question for Tom or for Roxanne. 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call on a cell. 1-800-616-9236. Let's sneak in Chuck from, I'm not sure where Chuck is from, Lockport. Hi, Chuck. How are you? Uh, oh, fine. Yourself? I'm Very good. Thanks. Dr. Roseanne, now what, the elderly and nursing homes. I understand that if you're on Medicaid, family members can take care of you and they get paid for it. Is that correct? If you're in the community, yes. It's a new program through New York State where if you're home under community Medicaid, you can, as a child, a spouse, a some form of a relative, it's a consumer-directed program where you can get paid as providing that care, correct. But you have to qualify under the Medicaid regulations. So there's income and asset requirements and medical need. Now, Roxanne, would that be in lieu of a nursing home admission? Yes. Is that the yes, whole it's point? to keep everybody home at, instead of going into a nursing home, yes. So there, there's actually a benefit to the, to the taxpayer, if you will, if we can provide better or at least cheaper better care by family members at home, that's preferable to the larger bill of being in a, in a nursing home. That's right? correct because you're looking at anywhere from ten dollars to $13,000 a month in nursing home costs. In a nursing home. Big difference. And huge. Money would come from the state? The yes, it's all going to be driven. If you have excess resources or excess income, you'll be able to use some of those monies to help pay that loved one. It's really, um, you got to go through a checklist. It's A through Z pretty much. And first you have to figure out if you qualify income wise and if your loved one needs the help. Because if you have excess income or resources and you don't really need any medical assistance, you're giving the government free money. 
and that that's how we analyze it. What are your needs first, and then do you financially qualify? Well, a lawyer many years ago told me to take it out and put it in a kid's name and hold nine yards. You probably did the right thing, and because now with Medicaid for nursing homes, you have a five-year look back. So we're looking at the end of 2012, now 2013 forward, and I don't know about you, but I don't know what I spent every nickel and dime on for the last five years, but they want you to have an accountability. So if people are transferring assets or putting them into trust, as, as Tom can talk about, you have to do it prior to 2012. Right. And Roxanne, correct me if I'm wrong, but when, when Medicaid looks back and does that uh, that asset uh, analysis, it's it's a for, it's like a forensic audit almost. Yes. Looking back through everything. So I'll give you an example. If uh, you transferred a, a home, your say you had your primary residence, you know the, the the place where you raised your children, and you transferred that three years ago, four years ago, uh, you deeded it over to your kids, right? They look at that tax return for four years ago and say, oh, you see, so you have a a mortgage interest deduction. You are deducting property taxes. What happened to that? Where's the house? <laughs> oh yeah, funny. Whatever happened to that, right? Right. We transferred it out, and, and they're gonna, well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to get you, right? And they're, they're going to have you transfer oh, yeah. it back, you know, so it's no longer protected. Correct. So this is what happens, and this is a this is a common misperception. Everybody says, "I don't want the nursing home to take my house," right? I don't they're want not going to take. I don't house. want the nursing home to take my house. I don't want to take my stuff. They don't actually take it. Uh, you know, as we alluded to earlier with the hospitals, the nursing homes for the most part are they're private businesses. They're, they, you, you have to pay them you know, the rent, so to speak, to go and live with them. They provide certain services. And they can take you or they cannot take you. So you, Roxanne, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you, you present to the nursing home and say, I would love to live here. I saw those, uh, those commercials of the, of the beautiful people with the gray hair playing shuffleboard. <laughs> I like shuffleboard. I want to come in here. And they tell you, well, that's great. We'd love to have you. Uh, it costs $12,000 a month. How are you going to pay for it? And if your answer is, uh, I don't have anything, well, then they're just simply not going to let you in. They don't have right? to take you, correct. So when we're looking at estate planning, uh, regardless of your age, I tell everybody, look, you want to have enough assets that you're controlling to be able to get through the door at that nursing home. Uh, you want to have a certain level of assets. So when they ask you the question, how are you going to pay for it? You pick the nursing home you want and say, this is what I have. I have X number of dollars or I have these assets that we can liquidate. And they say, come on in. And then once you're in, Roxanne, they can't throw you out, right? Correct. You should have at least a year of private pay if possible. You need to be marketable. I know that might sound crazy, but you have to sell yourself to that nursing home. And if they find out you're transferring assets or gifting money, then you're not marketable any longer. And you're asking a nursing home to take you with no pay because Medicaid's not going to approve you if you transferred assets. So now you're asking a nursing home to take care of you at $13,000 a month for free. And that's where people had the misconception of, well, the government should take care of me. Well, you just gave $100,000 away, give it back. Or find a way to private pay that cost, and that's where families get into the pickle that they're in. Now, now this might sound kind of harsh, right? But in in reality, this is what happens because Medicaid is a government program. Uh, The taxpayers are paying for it at at whatever level. It was in the news several years ago that in Erie County, 100% of the Erie County taxes that you pay on your property taxes went to Medicaid. That's what they were saying was the case. So this is the thing. Americans and and everyone here are all very generous. If you need a shirt, we'll give you the shirt off of our backs. We'll buy you a lunch if you're you're starving. But if you had 400 shirts and you gave them all away, And now you're asking me for mine. I say, well, why don't you get some of those shirts back, right? And that's what's happening with with Medicaid planning. If you if you were wealthy and you made yourself artificially poor and asked for government, you know, Medicaid right. to pay for your nursing home, uh, they're going to say, well, no, you got you got to get some of that back. Yep. So uh, that's Absolutely. that's kind of the way that plays out. Agreed. It's give and take.
Chuck, I hope that helps. I appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. Uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, once you're in, you can't get kicked out. It sounds like like a Albany politician here. Well, you can get kicked out for <laughs> failure to pay, though, if you have no resource. If you decide to go in and now all of a sudden you have no money, I mean, they cannot throw you out. But there are eviction proceedings, especially in assisted livings. You have to have the ability to pay. You signed an agreement and you're testifying on that agreement that you have the funds to pay them. So there are means that someone can get evicted. Um, but it's much harder, of course, because you're talking about human condition. But right. things do happen. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that happens. Right. Roxanne, if folks need to get in touch with you throughout the week, what's a good number and what's a website address? It's 823-1476. You can talk to any member of my team. And our website is eldercarewny.com. Eldercarewny.com. And again, 823 823- 1476. All right, we're going to take a very, very, very short break. We're going to touch base with Dave Mariocker, find out what's going on in the stock market, and then wrap up any calls and questions we have for Roxanne. So stay tuned. You've got the financial guys. We'll be right back here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Alrighty, welcome back. Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, the financial guys here on News Radio 930 WBEN. A few minutes left in this hour, but a whole nother hour to go. When we get into the next hour, we're going to talk about uh, New York giving away free tablets to uh, folks locked up in prison. We'll talk about the WikiLeaks. Uh, we'll talk about the markets and uh, certainly get into some audio clips from the State of the Union and some of the responses. But before we do all that, I wanted to welcome Dave Mariocker, who is as most of you that listen on a regular basis know, is one of our stock guys in the office. He handles a, uh, a one of our stock portfolios and is also on our investment committee, helping to provide insight and advice when it comes to managing our portfolios. So, Dave, welcome to the program. We appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. Hi, Tom. Where's my theme music? There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I love teasing you, Dave. You are one of these days, Dave. We got to get you back in studio so that you can share. I've gotten more online emails through our website and and through our like Facebook page and whatnot. Folks are dying to hear the other "I killed the deer with my bare hands" story. So yeah. I'm going to tease it here. We're not going to share it here, but uh, we got to get you back on to uh, to share the story. It's just truly a, a crazy and amazing all at the same time. Yeah, we'll we'll do that one of these days. All right. So let's talk markets here very quickly. Obviously, a, a brutal week, right? It's uh, We lost like 1,000 points this week, roughly 4% on the Dow, and uh, and you know, quite a sell-off. So we um, haven't quite hit a 5% correction yet, and, we, and this is the longest period in our history, uh, over 400 days since we've actually had a 5% drawdown on the S&P. So what's your take on the sell-off this week, and uh, what are your thoughts going into next week? As Mike said uh, on Friday, Mike Lomas, I, I, and as I have been saying, I, I really want a correction like this, something in that 5 to 11% range. If you're in the stock market, you've been in the stock market, and especially if you hold individual stocks and you got lucky enough to, say, buy in the crash of 2009, you realize the market went down to 6,600 at that time. And so, but prior to that, say, when the planes hit in 2001, the market was at thirteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand. So to go on to twenty thousand, you know, it, it wasn't that much higher. So, but now to go on from you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen to twenty-five is a considerable gain, and companies need to digest. But Glenn, I also understand, and, and I think maybe everybody else does. Companies go through a lot, and they go through restructuring their debt. 
they lay people off, they redistribute the responsibilities. These companies are good at surviving, and they're like superstars. And so when that happens, and when you get in the last year or two where things are happening, they, the market is the ultimate discounter. And it says these companies are just busting at the seams to take off. And that's what we've experienced. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten a little ahead of ourselves, and I, I, I like the fact that we've come back. Perfect. So you'd be a buyer of the correction here then, or at least uh, dipping your toe in the water and trying to pick up some, some things on sale. Over the years, I've learned to be patient. You know, I'm, I'm approaching 25 years doing it. So you just wait and you watch. And, and, you know, when you're an individual stock person, which I am, you pick out a half a dozen names. Let's talk about you and I have talked about Constellation Brands. Mr. Sands is the CEO, a fantastic company. We do not own that, by the way. I would, I, that's a stock that I would consider adding to the portfolio. And you just watch it. You know, you watch it. Now, that's liquor and beer and that kind of thing. They also had bought, not, not that I wanted to get into this, but they, they have purchased 10% of a Canadian company in the marijuana business. So I don't know where that goes, but you watch a company like this in a correction. And and maybe you would, and now you would, Pick that and watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, maybe kind of correlate when they report, and then see when the accumulation distribution rates start to come together and then maybe purchase it at that time. Perfect. I do that for a living and have done it for a long time. Yep, yep. you've been a huge part of our investment committee and a, and a fantastic uh, – your, your portfolio was our top-performing portfolio this past year, so congratulations and hats off to, uh, to your performance and your success. Dave, we're up against top of the hour. Thank you very much for, for chiming in. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right, you guys. Have a good show. Take care. Take care. All right, we are up against the top of the hour, Roxanne. If you don't mind, if I could hold you to the next segment just past the news. We do have a couple of callers. I don't want to leave them hanging, but they've got some questions for you. So, uh, Dave in Williamsville, if you could hang on the line, we'll get to you first on the other side of the break. And, of course, folks, if you need us throughout the week, 633-1515 is our office number. Again, 633-1515. We have got uh, Tom Canavo in studio for Mike Lomas. I'm Glenn Wiggle. We've got Roxanne Sorensen from Eldercare Solutions as well for one more segment here. So stay tuned. You've got the Financial Guys, News Radio 930, WBEM. Be right back. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The Financial Guys and Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. The whole idea about going to electrical automobiles and trucks is to reduce carbon uh, dioxide and the other emissions into the atmosphere. Recently, there was a news out of Japan that they are spending, I don't know how many billions of dollars to improve their hydrogen distribution uh, services. The rest of the world is moving forward and you guys are stuck in the mud. Well, let me ask you this, David. Which electric car are you driving? I'm a poor man. I can't afford it. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local investment professionals Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All 
right, welcome back. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, live here on News Radio 930, WBEN. Tom Canavo, our legal guy, as well as our financial guy in studio for Mike this week. And just going to wrap things up with Roxanne Sorensen from Elder Care Solutions. Went a little long in that segment and wanted to give her a chance to uh, plug her number again, kind of uh, maybe some final tips and thoughts that. uh, might be able to help some folks out there. So, Roxanne, thank you again for uh, staying over the break. I know that was longer than you anticipated, but I do certainly appreciate it. It's my honor to be here. I just think families just need to start thinking ahead and not look at pre-planning as taboo. I really do. I cannot say enough about educating yourself on what is available to you. If you are out of town, if you're a loved one that lives out of state, know what's available for your parents in state. I know everyone's busy, but just take an hour, hour a month, just to start doing some of this homework for yourself, it will be the best gift you give yourself and to your loved one. Yeah, and it, it, it happens fast, right? So it does. So you just never know when all of a sudden an accident happens, a slip and fall, a, a, a mini stroke, I mean, anything, right? You end anything. up in the hospital, and next thing you know, you're there for a couple of days, they can't fix what the problem is, and but you can't take care of yourself, and they want to shuffle you out the door. Agreed. And you got an hour to figure out where are we going. And that is a daunting, daunting question to ask. Where are we going? Yes, and you're not emotionally available in thinking, what do I do next? And now you have to make these very important decisions that are life-altering. So be be prepared is all I can say. And hopefully some people walk away today thinking, I really got to do this. Because like I said, I may do this for a living, but we also live this. And as you've heard my own story, I wasn't even ready myself. I thought I was ready in my head, but now I've learned a lot from my own personal experience. And I can't thank you enough for helping my my family. I mean, You're we, welcome. We, you know, we've used you personally, so I can speak from experience that it's it's well worth it to to give Roxanne a call and to have her help you with your family and your loved one. It'll take a lot of the pressure off, and it will give you a lot of options as well, as well as accessing a lot of resources. I mean, you were able to find resources through the through the VA that we did not even know was available, right? That's, right. It's a huge thing. Yeah, so. and it's something that he could have had for a long time, but was never right. aware of. Yeah, and I think that's oftentimes the case. And, and we know Jay Blanchard in our office does a lot with uh, veterans programs. And there's things that, that, uh, that he's come up with that I wasn't aware of and, and never have been. So uh, if you are a veteran, there's a lot of resources for you, like my uncle. So, uh, again, feel free to, uh, to give Roxanne a call. And your Roxanne, your number again is 823-1476, right? Yes. 823-1476. Yes. And, and any website. of my staff at the office can help you. So please reach out, ask your questions. We'll do a, a consult. You don't have to hire us. We can just do a consult if that's easier, and then call us when you need us. We're very flexible. It's all customized. So don't be afraid to make that first phone call. Eldercarewny.com for the website as well. Yes. Roxanne, thank you so, so much for staying with us. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for all you do for the community, and thank you for what you've done for my family. As You're well. welcome. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Roxanne. All right, 8030930, star 930. Tom's going to stick with us for the rest of the hour. So if you do have estate planning questions, you have a, a, on your wills, your trust, the powers of attorney, anything like that, we'll talk a little bit more about estate planning and maybe some of the mistakes that we've seen over the years. And uh, there's a lot of them. And, you know, the best thing we can do is learn from those mistakes and help you learn from those mistakes as well. So we'll talk about those throughout this hour. I do want to get into some of the other topics, though. I do want to play some clips from the State of the Union. Uh, I want to talk a bit about what New York is doing for their uh, locked-up killers and rapists, which I think is uh, is really interesting.
interesting. Uh, I want to talk about WikiLeaks as well and what they came out with today. Some of these, uh, some of these emails are, are pretty damning when you tie them to the actual actions that they discussed in the emails. So uh, we'll try to get to that. Uh, the FISA memo, the FISA court, obviously the memo, uh, Devin Nunes' memo was released yesterday. Uh, that sent, uh, I think, shockwaves through, uh, through the country. When you see it on paper and come to the realization that just like everything else Obama did, he, he weaponized our intelligence community against uh, candidate Trump and then against president-elect Trump. And when you tie all this stuff together, my only question is, when do I start to see people doing the perp walk uh, with handcuffs on? Because that's what I'm waiting for. I will not be satisfied, and I think a lot of America will not be satisfied with anything less than an equal standard when it comes to applying the rule of law, right? That's why uh, Lady Liberty is blindfolded, right, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we'll talk about that. And of course, it's always an open mic session. If you have financial questions, a really, really rough week in the market, I will remind everybody that it only took seven trading days for the Dow to go from 25,000 to 26,000. So seven trading days to go up a thousand points in January. Well, it took about five trading days to give that thousand points back. Um, but it, you know, volatility goes in both directions, and we have gone the longest time in our history without a 5% correction. So uh, over 400 days without the S&P having a, uh, a 5% drawdown. So, and that is a, an all-time record. So if you have questions on you and your money, whether it be your stocks or your bonds, your 401k, or, or just have general questions about the market you know, in general, give us a call, 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call and a cell, one 800 616 Nine two three six. Why don't we take a very, very short break, and we will come right back with your calls and questions here. If you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. If you uh, can't get your call through in today's show or you have something more personally you want to discuss or you want to come in for free consultation, again, feel free to use us as a resource. We have assembled a, a extraordinarily diverse team. I, I, in my opinion, uh, the most diverse team in Western New York when it comes to all the different departments that we have, from independent Medicare experts to a 401k department with Jeff Fine uh, to health insurance to estate planning, retirement planning, college planning uh, with Jeff Boron. We have a, a Social Security claiming strategist, certified divorce financial analyst, uh, women in investing, uh, a certified financial planner, and Abby Gwynn, uh, chartered financial analyst, and John Thur on our research team and stock manager. You heard from Dave on uh, the previous hour, another one of our stock managers on our investment committee. So uh, just a, a very deep bench when it comes to what we do here. And uh, again, feel free to use this as a resource. If you think like us, give us a call at the office, 633-1515. Again, 633-1515. All right, very short break. We'll come right back here. You've got the Financial Guys, News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome back. You got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle and Tom Canavo in for Mike Lomas here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And always an open mic session here. If you um, have questions about the stock market, what happened yesterday, um, or anything else going on throughout the week, if you want to comment on anything we're talking about, we're going to talk about the State of the Union uh, and a few other things here. Uh, feel free to, again to uh, reach out here, 803 0930. Star 930 is a free call to sell. And again, 1-800-616-9236. Kind of off topic, Tom. I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but um, you're, you're a legal guy here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what the legalities of this are, but uh, New York State, because why not, right? They're just so, so, you know, if New York State would care as much about their tax-paying residents as they did about <laughs> illegal aliens and criminals, we would all be better off for it, right? 
New York State is giving locked-up killers and rapists free tablets now. So every one of New York State's 54,700 inmates uh, will be getting free tablets, uh, which is great. They can buy movies, uh, file grievances. Uh, why not, right? I thought glass was illegal in uh, in prison. <laughs> well, I, I don't think anybody's going to get shivved with a tablet. Uh, I think most things can shatter. They get pretty small. Uh, legality, I mean, what have we learned? That uh, you know, Como can do whatever he wants, and so can the legislature. And if they want to give uh, tablets to... Uh, Criminals, well, they're they're going to do that. The question is whether or not they should. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not a killer. I'd like a tablet. I don't have a tablet. I've got a phone. Right. It's nice. Yep. Um, I'm not a killer. My my kids will say I'm a jerk. Just ask either one of them. Can I get a tablet? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just great. Uh, they uh, they'll come preloaded with educational materials, which is I'm sure what they'll be using them for. I would right, and they're not going to get a Wi-Fi signal. They're not going to be conducting any any uh, criminal activities from their tablets. Yeah, right? sure they're not. You, you get the movies. Yeah. The, the, you know, the guy at the phone, the pay phone with the cigarette, calling in the uh, the orders to the mafia. No, they got a tablet. Right, it's all digital That's now. Right. Just yeah, just, just yeah, right. There's no reason to whisper when they're when they're sitting across a glass into the phone. Like, did you call Vinny the hook? No. No, just send an email and just let them know. Shoot them a text. What the they can FaceTime if it's got a camera. That's great. Honest to God, you can't make this stuff up. This is New York, right? If they just just cared as much about the actual tax-paying residents, it would be uh, such a different place. Now, it? now, not not to get wonky, uh, but. Uh, the, the the whole idea of the tablet, right? You, we put people in prison. Why would we punish them? We, do we do it to punish them or to rehabilitate them, right? So I think they're thinking this is rehabilitation. If they get tablets, they'll come out better people. I, I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out what the rate of recidivism is with and without tablets, right? Yeah, it just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's see here. What else we got? Good news. UPS goes all in for the Trump tax plan. $12 billion program for America. Now, we've seen this, and this is where I think, you know, you take the correction with a grain of salt, right, because there's so much positive and good going on. Now, Friday's correction, uh, what the analysts say is, well, it was interest rates. You know, we had a, a increase in, in, in wages, which is good. Uh, a little bit of concern that the wage pressure will uh, will cause more inflation, which will cause the uh, the Fed to raise rates four times instead of three times, and, and the uh, interest rates jumped on Friday, which caused the market sell-off. I think that's a really little part of it, to be honest with you. I think a bigger part of it uh, was the memo, was a lot of the uncertainty surrounding the memo, and then what the next steps are regarding the memo. So I think that uncertainty was a big part of it. I also think a huge part of it was uh, was Janet Yellen, uh, Yellen not being uh, – I don't want to say renewed. It renewed is like a magazine subscription. Um, uh, what do you call it? Re- reappointed. Uh, reappointed, I guess. Thank you. Uh, so she's now um, going in the private sector, I guess. So she's out. And, of course, I think she's done a great job. I, I like Janet Yellen. I, I, I think she was a one of our better Fed chiefs, to be honest with you, uh, in probably the last four, uh, <laughs> seriously, going all the way back to the 80s. I thought Alan Greenspan was a disaster. I still think he's a disaster. I don't know why he just doesn't go away. He keeps coming out and saying, rational exuberance, bubble, bubble. Um, I just don't want to hear from him anymore. Uh, I thought Ben Bernanke did an okay job, but I thought Ben did way too much media work and, uh, and, and just way too much talking. I like Janet Yellen because she didn't talk a lot. She didn't broadcast a lot of things. She just quietly went about doing what she needed to do and trying to bring interest rates back to more normalized levels. So I'm actually sad to see her go. But I think that uncertainty, when we talk about markets fluctuation, uncertainty is always you know, the, the killer that really causes a lot of volatility. But when you look at things like UPS, $12 billion program, 
Apple, $35 billion to $100 billion investment program in capital spending. The capital spending piece of the tax bill is huge, allowing the acceleration of some of those expenses, which is absolutely fantastic, on top of lower uh, tax rates and the ability to repatriate. So when you look at all the positive news, and, of course, President Trump did a, a fantastic job of highlighting, uh, highlighting a lot of the uh, those positive uh, things and statistics in his State of the Union this week, uh, it's, it's hard to deny that we are going into a uh, a different period than we have been in in the last 15 years where we've seen this kind of slow growth uh, grind where we the government just continues to get bigger and the bureaucracy just to continues to get more grinding and, and, a, and a bigger behemoth. He has taken out 22 regulations for every new one regulation he's put in place. And when you lift that kind of burden off of American businesses, there's no country on the planet that can produce uh, and has the entrepreneurial spirit like Americans can and, 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 like, and like we have. And so I think that we're going into a new period. It doesn't mean we're not going to have bumps. doesn't mean we're not going to have volatility. Uh, but I think the overall economy and the overall market and the overall country, in my opinion, is certainly going in the right direction. And I think the proof is when you see uh, companies like UPS, like Apple, like so many others that have talked about and announced expansions or bonuses or you know, uh, or, or repatriating money and bringing it back or starting new plants. Even Chrysler uh, is moving their plant out of Mexico back to Detroit. That's a huge success story that you would have never thought even possible in the last 15 years, right? You know, it's in, it's interesting. I, I was listening on the radio this morning, and um, uh, they're saying, as is always the case, right? Well, uh, Trump is uh, benefiting from Obama's eight oh, years, please. right? So, you Honestly, know, he, he had eight years, right? It, yeah. If he had the ninth year was the key, though, right? It was, it was, was the ninth. It was, it was the ninth year. So the breakout, Tom. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> it is laughable, right? But these folks believe it. I, I saw somebody put something out on, on Facebook uh, uh, that was, you know, after the election, they, they took clips. It was like, or after the uh, State of the Union, they took clips of it, like false, false, this is false, that's fake, that's not true. And I'm looking at it going, no, but that is true. Like they talked about, well, wages are, haven't, haven't risen. They're still stagnant. I'm like, well, I, I guess they missed the piece this week because that's the big part of the reason why the market declined was the the sudden jump in wages, 3.8% growth in wages in the fourth quarter. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of this positive stuff and you're seeing it in actual numbers and statistics. And if you're a liberal Democrat, you just don't believe it. You know, to you, the sky is still dark and, and, uh, and the seas are still stormy. So I don't get it. And then the other thing, I, I, I'll play a couple of clips here in a second from the State of the Union, but how about the Democrat response? I mean, I've never seen a Democrat, I've never seen any sort of response to a State of the Union where the responder was actually drooling on himself. Was that a first for you too, Tom? <laughs> I, I'm a drooler myself, so I can sympathize, but no. <laughs> Politically on television, no, you, you, you don't want to do that. And it's funny, the narrative, as the facts come out, right? Now, whatever you think of, of the president as a, as a human being, that's not what we're talking about here. But as the facts come out, and the argument originally with the Democrats was, well, it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And now they're, well, what's a $1,000 raise? What's a $1,000 bonus? It's shifted from this is going to be a disaster to, oh, well, it's not, it's not good enough. That, that's, well, a, it was that's, a, that's an interesting shift. Right, it was, it was Armageddon. It was before. It was like, this is Armageddon. This is, this is the death to everybody. I mean, that's how they talked about the tax cuts. And suddenly people are like, wait a minute, I just got to. In fact, this month, people are going to start seeing their paychecks go higher and get bigger because the, the, the tax rates are going lower and the deductions are going down. Or the, uh, the, the, uh, 
uh, withholding is going down, right? So, you know, people are seeing the immediate results of that, and it's just starting to kick in. Wait till later this year when it really kicks in. Wait till next year when the corporate tax rates actually do decline, and uh, and the and the capital spending picks up even more. So, it's hard to deny the the success that he's had in the last 12 months unless you live in an alternative universe alternate universe which i think a lot of the uh, the democrats unfortunately do let me play a quick clip from the state of the union here this is just a couple of the highlights so let me see if i can get this queued up here this in fact is our new american moment there has never been a better time to start living the american dream we have eliminated more regulations in our first year than any administration in the history of our country. We have ended the war on American energy, and we have ended the war. So I watched this video, and they said, the, the video pops up when he says that clip, there was never a war on energy. Like, really? Because that's funny. I recall Arch Coal being put out of business, a 150-year-old company. I remember Peabody Energy going out of business, another, you know, a, a, a multi-decade-long a, a company, right? So the fact that they're saying there wasn't a war on energy, there clearly was. And so I think he did a great job of highlighting a lot of those good things. For the Democrats to trot out yet another uh, a dynasty name, Kennedys, Clintons, like enough is enough, right? I mean, it just, again, I think it shows the absolute disconnect with the American people and why I think they're not going to do nearly as well as they think they are in the midterm elections. You know, the, you, you bring up the Kennedys and you bring up the Clintons and then and let's just 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 suppose it for a second with Donald Trump. Right. The Kennedys bootleggers. Right. That That's where their money came from. Uh, did, did John F. and did the other Kennedys do good things for the country? Perhaps. Did Bill Clinton do good things as as president? I mean, welfare reform came under Bill Clinton. We, we may not like the Clintons, but they did do some good things. You look at a man like Donald Trump, it, would I, if I had a daughter, and, and, and believe in today's day and age, I'm, I'm glad that I don't, if, but if I had a daughter, would I want Donald Trump to take her to the prom? No, of course not. I'd prefer not be anywhere with the, near the building. However, the, the things that he is doing, the things that he said he was going to do, he's actually doing. And for a politician, when does that ever happen, right? Right. When does that ever it's happen? It's refreshing. It's very refreshing. Did you see Bernie Sanders' rebuttal? He is such a clown. It just, the fact that these folks are the front and center of the Democrat Party, the Bernie Sanders, the Maxine Waters, the Nancy Pelosi's, it just makes me smile and it makes me laugh. But he comes out after, and I'll do my best impression of Bernie Sanders. And I kind of goes, you know, how could you do a speech without talking about global warming? Of all the things to talk about, he didn't mention global warming. How do you give a State of the Union speech without talking about global warming? I mean, it's been the coldest winter on record. (laughs) You know, the the ship that we christened back in December is still locked in ice in, like, Quebec. You know, the way way you were saying that, all I could think of was, how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? He reminds me, you're old enough to remember this. Remember the aardvark and the ant? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, ant. I swear it's the same guy. Hey, ant. I'm going to get you ant. You know, but, you know, it's interesting because you talk about the response and the I should say the response is because that's what's vogue yeah. now. Everybody has a response, and you know it's it's a it's a benefit. You know, getting looking at the Democrats and Republicans, it's a benefit to a certain extent uh, for the Republicans because they seem to be on the same page, typically speaking, on most things. You look at the the, the Democratic Party, and uh, what and this isn't a, a, a negative criticism necessarily, but what is it that they stand for? There's so much identity politics. There's so much yeah. social warrior. Everybody's got their own. Thing that's important to them, 
what does the party as a whole stand for? And they'll say it's for workers and they'll say it's for better wages and women's yeah. rights and immigration. But when you really dig down into the, in, into the depths of it, I don't think that the different, the different factions or the different you know, identity the, the, the political identity groups within the Democratic Party, they don't, they're not necessarily on the same page, and they're kind of working across purposes often. Yeah, and no from doubt. a leadership perspective, what does that mean for the, even locally or nationally for the Democratic Party? It's very difficult for them to come up with a cohesive message beyond slogans. Yep, and it's one thing if you're going to use lip balm before you go on the on TV, <laughs> but somebody should have told the guy, "Don't eat the whole stick." Right? <laughs> Look at it's cherry. It's cherry. It's, it's, cherry. it's, it's, it's delicious. Right, we, it's hard not to when it's, when it's flavored, right? All right, you got to take a very short break. You've got the financial guys. We'll give you your calls and questions. Eight hundred three zero nine three zero and star nine thirty if you want to join us. We'll be right back here on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. All right, welcome back. We've got the financial guys. Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas live here News Radio 930 WBEN. Tom Canavo, our legal guy here in studios. Do you have questions on wills and trusts and anything that has to do with uh, kind of estate planning? Feel free to use Tom as a resource. Give us a call here on the air, 803-0930. Star 930 is a free call on the sound. Again, 1-800-616-9236. Tom, I was just watching over the break a little bit of the uh, the Joe Kennedy the third. Which Kennedy is this? Is he the... Is he the the family member of the uh, of the one that went in the rehab, or the that would one be the, that uh, killed that would be that the girl? scary Spice Kennedy? I think is the. <laughs> that, was that the one? Is that the one? It's just I don't understand how you know if I was in the audience or like a handler for him, I would have had to walk up to the podium and just wipe the corners of his mouth. I don't understand. <laughs> you know how big was this chapstick? It's like he like stuck his whole face in cherry. a vat of like Vaseline cherry. or something. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's just of all the uh, of all the responses that was uh, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to tap into the a, a younger Democrat party who doesn't seem to care. But anyhow, all right. If you want to join us here, eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine three is a free call to sell, and we do manage money for a living, folks. And, and, and much more now, actually. Not only do we manage money, but we also can help you with your uh, – we, we have independent Medicare uh, folks in the office that can help you navigate the, the exciting world of Medicare. So, you know, nothing, nothing more fun than sitting down with a whole dining room table full of different options and plans, and whether it be regular health insurance or, or Medicare. That's what I look forward to on a weekend. Uh, but, no, seriously, it, it is a daunting task to try to figure that stuff out. Use us as a resource. You can call Brian Janik in our office or Alan or – one of our uh, Medicare, independent Medicare agents. Uh, we also have a health insurance department now for group health insurance plans. You're hearing commercials for April Hartloff, who joined us uh, a few months ago. Uh, she's helping to work with our 401k department. That's Jeff Fine in helping uh, small businesses and medium businesses and even some large businesses install benefit packages, both on the health and care side, health insurance side, as well as on the 401k and retirement plan side. So, And, of course, much, much more from college planning to estate planning to retirement planning, veterans programs, uh, programs for police officers with 457, women investing with Abby mm. Gwynn, uh, certified Social Security claiming strategist, certified divorce financial analyst, chartered financial analyst, certified financial planners, and I'm sure I'm missing several. So again, feel free to use us as a resource. If you think like us, give us a call Monday through Friday. Again, 633-1515. That's 633-1515. Why don't we go to the phones, Tom? You all right with that? I am. Let's go to uh, Tim in Newfane. Uh, I've been patiently waiting. Tim, you're live with the Financial Guys on WBEN. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, richer than ever, thanks to the new Trump economy. Mm-hmm. Tell you, 
But I'll tell you, just, for, just quickly before I get to my question, I'll tell you Obama's contribution to this economy. His boot is no longer on the throat of American business, and now they're expanding, and now they're investing. That's the only contribution he has to this economy. Let's put an end to this right now. Yep. That's it. That that's a big and that's a big one. You know, the, the boot it could have been taken many forms, but he flat out said, "I'm going to keep my boot on the throat of American businesses." He flat out said, as and so did Hillary, "We're going to put the coal uh, industry out of business." Right. Then in the same sentence, he goes on to talk about how that's going to create billions of dollars of new jobs, right? I mean, this is ridiculousness. That's like saying, I'm going to burn down my house, but, man, that's going to make for some really nice shovel-ready land. You know, sure. it's just the, the, the general attitude of a President Trump tweeting out on Small Business Saturday after Thanksgiving, hey, go out and support your small businesses. You, you, what you've seen as a result of that is the business confidence index break records last year. The Consumer Confidence Index hits 17-year highs. And when you've got that kind of confidence in the economy and in America, you see investment in the economy in America. And you're seeing that with UPS, with Apple, and with so many other companies. Chrysler we mentioned, just a few that we mentioned, and so many more that are announcing huge infrastructure uh, and capital expenditures as well as uh, raises and bonuses and giving that money back. How do the Democrats uh, uh, run a platform this year on – give your money back to the government like is that what they're going to run on it's unbelievable you know it's interesting glenn i mean we obviously we know that we're a business right we're a small business and we deal with a lot of business owners and the one thing that one thing that businesses want they can deal with anything they can deal with the tax regimes they can deal with regulations what they want to know is that things are consistent and that they're simple and they can plan for the future that's what businesses do they look down the road and say what are we going to what's the future hold for us are we going to invest or are we not going to invest are we going to hire or are we not going to hire and when you never know what the regulatory regime is going to be then how do you make any plans for the future? And reducing these regulations, and, and just the concept of we, this is what we're going to do, we're going to reduce regulations. Just knowing that that is happening makes businesses more optimistic about the future, about the ability to actually, scary, scary thought, make a profit. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Tim, back to you. Yes. Um, I had one question about cryptocurrencies. I've been re- reading a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. I'd like your opinion on that. To me, it sounds like kind of a scam. Is it kind of like a war on cash, or is it a good investment? You know, we, uh, I wish I had had a chance this, uh, this morning to go back into December and pull the clip uh, when we were talking about this. It just so happened to be that the weekend that we were talking about it happened to be the same week that it hit an all-time high. And I'll say the same thing now that I said then, that the, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal or whatever it was back then that talked about all the reasons why cryptocurrency and, and specifically uh, a Bitcoin – was doing well. And all those reasons were the frictionless transactions, the lack of government involvement, the lack of bureaucracy, the lack of regulation and all that stuff. And my response was so far. And I remember saying at the time, just this past week, the SEC actually came out and stopped an initial coin offering because they were saying the same thing I was saying that, man, it looks, smells and feels like an initial uh, a price offering, an IPO, it's just they change the P to a C to make an initial coin offering. Well, this is preposterous, right? You can't just skirt the regulations because you changed into something else. And so when the regulators begin to catch up, then that's when the currency will begin to have some issues. Not saying it's going away. And so what's happened? It's lost over 50% of its value since that time. 
precisely because the regulators are finally starting to catch up with it, right? Uh, China has issues with it. India has issues with it. Uh, and, and, and the SEC is starting to poke its, its, its nose around it. And so, I, you know, for me, if you want to gamble a little bit and you want to have a little tiny piece of something that's exciting, like putting your money on a racehorse uh, or betting on the Super Bowl, uh, have at it. Uh, do I think that blockchain as a technology may be here to stay? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I, I tell you, I watched a couple of I watched a, a great uh, parody video on YouTube, which I believe is up on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed. So uh, go check out uh, our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. But then I watched an actual real explanation and they sounded exactly the same. Like, that's the thing. The spoof was the same as the regular one. Uh, and it's just it's, it's lunacy. Right. So maybe I'll play a little bit of that when we come back from uh, from the last break here. So but I to me, I, I would look at it as you know, gambling or speculation more than actual investing. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's what I, uh, anytime I hear so many things, it sounds like, you know, when they advertise for it, it's like easy money. And that's when I'm like, uh, got to stay away from that. So, you know, well, I, I think, you know, the reasons that it's been successful are these precisely the reasons why the regulators, you know, are, are looking around it now. And that's because they want to regulate it. Right? You can't have something that skirts the, you know the the uh, the suitability or the or the or the uh, the what do you call it the uh, identity and things like that right anti money laundering and stuff like that so I I just I think this got some issues I'd be very very cautious thank you for the call Tim we appreciate it let's stick with the phones I'm just gonna roll right through them because now we have a full bank of calls here let's go to John in Rochester hi John how you doing buddy hey Glenn hey Tom I'm doing I'm doing great I I, I got to tell you I didn't watch live the Trump uh, State of the Union but. But I got to tell you, I, I I read some of the newspaper articles about it next day, saw some internet stuff, and it sounded like it kind of what was a flat speech. Then I that was great. Then I watched YouTube. I watched the whole thing on YouTube. It was unbelievable. It was great. For not one of the best I've ever heard. Even the poll numbers say that, John, and that's the thing. So I don't even bother to read like the the, the papers anymore because they are so biased. It's disgusting. But. Even the poll numbers from like CNN, even when they polled Democrats, almost the majority, 43% of the Democrats actually thought it was a good speech. It was fantastic. It really I thought it was fantastic too. A lot of it had a lot of substance and I'll tell you, I was I was very proud of my country that that night. Yep. Yeah, he hit a lot of the great high points. I thought he did a really really good job. And I'll tell you the the thing I'm pretty psyched up about too is the uh, the release of this memo. Uh, yeah. I think it was yesterday. And yes, it was. It brings back home what's happening with this deep state in the FBI and the Justice Department. Why is the left resisting this? This is unbelievable. Well, and they fought so hard tooth and nail to make the claim that this was somehow going to endanger uh, our national security. And then the memo comes out, and there's nothing that they needed to redact in there. There was nothing that they needed uh, to, to take out that was that was going to endanger anybody or, or, or national security. And so you realize how desperate they are to, to do whatever they can to change the narrative. Look, this WikiLeaks thing, I'm not sure if you caught this, John. This is huge. This just came out uh, yesterday. Uh, um, basically, they've got, and I'll just read you a little bit of this real quick. Um, Hillary uh, had six folks that she was basically funneling money to, and I'll read them off to you. Paul Ryan, Carly Fiorina, John Kasich, Jeb Bush, Lindsey Graham, and John McCain. Not surprising, right? And so they have uncovered some emails now basically uh, saying that, you know, here, we're going to fund you. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move funds uh, from Clinton super PACs over to your PACs 
uh, as long as you'll be silent for the rest of the rest of the campaign. In one case, an email from uh, from somebody in the Clinton camp to Paul Ryan reads, he is on board and will retract the invitation to speak. Wow. A week later, Paul Ryan retracts and takes back his invitation for Trump to speak at an event in Wisconsin. So you've got cause and effect right there uh, together. And so... I think that uh, when you read this, and this again is up on our, our Twitter feed. If you if you follow us on Twitter, um, you can click the link right there. You know this this kind of stuff really goes to show the the length and the depth of the uh, of of the corruption that is anything tied to Hillary Clinton and her ilk. It's um, there's no question about it. And and the, and the and the FBI was involved at the highest levels, and so was the DOJ. And now this FISA memo and what was released from Devin Nunes absolutely makes it crystal clear that the that the dossier that was funded by the the democrat national committee which was one and the same with the hillary clinton camp was the ones that funded it and then funneled it to the fbi and the fbi used that as a cornerstone piece uh to to get the warrants to spy in the trump camp without disclosing to the fisa court as they should have that uh, that this piece, this dossier, was funded by the opposition party uh, to President Trump. And, and at the time, President Trump-elect, because it went on even after he was elected. That is shocking. And I, and I do think was a big part of, of yesterday's 600-and-some-point drop. You can't tell me that the market shed 650 points because interest rates blip up a little bit more than expected. You can't tell me that the market sheds that much uh, because, uh, you know, uh, the 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 three point eight percent jump in wages in the fourth quarter is going to somehow prompt them to increase rates one extra time this year. Are you kidding me? Please. So all this plays a part. All that uncertainty uh, plays a part in the market volatility this week, and a big part of that was this. Was no doubt this memo. Well, this is a constitutional crisis. The, the deep the deep state has brought this to a head, and I'm glad they have because now we can take care of the problem. But, I hope so, but the Democrats are already hedging, John. The Democrats are always like, well, if he fires anybody, if he fires anybody, we're calling it obstruction. It's going to be obstruction. It, look, the, the FBI works for the president, and now you're starting to cover even more emails that are just shocking. You know, where we're talking about, uh, you know, not being able to let this happen and having an insurance policy and and uh, and, and what are we going to do? And, you know, the setup of, of Flynn and all these things are just, you know, I don't think uh, McCabe resigns because, you know, he, he or, or retires suddenly because yeah he just got tired of the job. I mean, he knows that that. Uh, that you know they should be they literally should be building gallows as Hillary Clinton said herself if uh, if if he wins we're all going to hang from nooses and to be honest with you many of them should in my opinion ironically ironically we knew, we knew all about this it's it's, it's unbelievable but I got to tell you I'm a huge Bills fan but I'm pulling for the Patriots tomorrow I'll tell you why uh. AFC team number two Brady Belichick and the owner Kraft are huge Trump supporters. And they have taken a lot of heat for that, especially in last year's Super Bowl, right after the election. Uh, and they're take, still taking heat. So I'm support. I'm pulling for New England because they're they, they're pulling for Trump. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't pull for New England, but I got to tell you, I I can't stand anything about Philadelphia. I don't like the airport. I don't like the fans. I don't like Philly cheesesteaks. Well, the- I want nothing. To, oh, I won't go. Oh, I won't you've taken it too far now. You've taken. I'm just telling now. you. I won't even. <laughs> I won't. I will not eat a Philly cheesesteak. Come on. I not even. I won't even take a connecting flight through Philly. <laughs> so I have not stepped foot in Philly since the last time I was in the airport, and I never will again. I guarantee you that. So thank you for your call, John. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it. 
Let's. Um, I'm going to blow off the break here just so I can get through as many of these calls as possible. Let's. Um, if you want to join us, by the way, 8030930 and star 930. Maybe we'll get through the break in a bit, but for right now, I'm going to continue. Uh, let's go to Henry in Lancaster. Henry, you are live with the Financial Guys. How are you? Hello, fellas. Long-time fan. I enjoy your program every week. Thank you very much. Questions about estate planning and wills? Perfect. Um, number one, if a person inherits stock, uh, does the uh, value of the stock at the date the uh, person expires, does that become their cost basis? That's a great question. If it's non-qualified, meaning it's outside of an IRA, and it's not in a joint account, and it passes via the will, let's say, uh, or some other mechanism, a, a, a beneficiary, uh, then yes, it would be. You would get a step up in basis as the date of death. Okay. Now, do they have to go through the one-year, twelve-month uh, uh, waiting period for a long-term gain? No. No. They do not. Okay, that's that's good to hear. Uh, so, f- yeah. I mean, technically, you could sell it the same day, and there would be no gains, There's right, no because gain. the stock hasn't gone up yet. Exactly. Now, from that point going forward, just to clarify, because I want to make sure that we're talking the same thing here, from that point going forward, I do believe they would have to hold it because they have a new basis reset for 12 months. Oh, yeah, okay, that was my original thought. Yes, but let's say that you inherited the stock at $50 a share, and six months later it's at $45 a share. Well, you could actually sell it for a loss because your basis is $50. I see. Yes, yes, I understand it. One other thing, I have all my bank accounts and my uh, uh, retirement funds payable to to my uh, daughter upon my death. That's not subject to estate taxes, is it? Tom, I'll kick that one to you. I'm sorry, you have what that's payable to your daughter upon death? Uh, all my accounts are payable to her upon my death. So you're talking about retirement accounts and brokerage accounts and things of that nature? Yes. Are you talking about life insurance as well? As well, yes. Okay. So all of when we look at your estate, whether it passes through probate or outside of probate, for instance, if you have beneficiaries on an account, it doesn't pass through your probate estate. But all of that is aggregated regardless for your total estate or your gross estate, and that's what the uh, federal estate tax would be calculated on. So what? On your gross, your gross estate including retirement accounts and the like that pass outside of yeah, uh, pass outside of probate. It is under, how much is it? Uh, five and a half million or so. Yeah, then it's not subject to any estate taxes. Correct. There's an exemption, uh, and it ratchets up every year, both at the state and the federal level. The state of New York used to have a much lower uh, exemption, and it's been ratcheting up over the years. And I think in 2019, it's going to be uh, pegged to the... Uh, uh, to the federal exemption. So if you're, so long as you're under five and a half million, uh, right around now, you should be good. If you have a spouse, uh, your spouse uh, has the same exemption, so you can combine that for and about eleven. Spouse and no uh, other, other children. Okay. okay. So, yeah, uh, then you shouldn't what, have to worry if you, if you're if you're under if you're well under five five and a half million, you shouldn't have to worry about any estate tax. Now, one thing I want to point out to you though, and, and, and Glenn addressed this uh, at, least, at least started to. If you have those accounts that are held outside of a retirement account, you get that stepped-up basis inside of those retirement accounts. So those are still going to be taxed. Uh, the, 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 no tax was ever paid on the money inside of those retirement accounts, so those are going to get taxed. One thing you want to keep in mind when you talk about beneficiaries, and this is for 
anyone listening. Yeah. Um, if you have a benefit, say you have an IRA and you have a beneficiary on that IRA, whether it's your spouse, your family member, or somebody else, um, they're going to create a new IRA and uh, they're going to have to draw that down over time and they can, they can kind of uh, decide uh, in what years they're going to take that money and then you know, be taxed accordingly. If you make uh, the beneficiary of your IRA the estate and it's payable to the estate, and then the estate distributes that money, you're going to have some tax implications that you're going to have to be very uh, uh, very cautious of because uh, the estates estates and trusts are taxed as entities, not as individuals. Uh, so they're going to be paying at the highest marginal tax rate. You want to, you're going to want to talk to both an accountant and probably a financial advisor as well if you, My, if you have the estate as beneficiaries on any of your accounts. It's something you mm-hmm. kind of have to work through. Yeah, in other words, um, I understand where my... My retirement, my IRA fund is subject to income taxes. Correct. If you like, in whatever year, uh, whoever's going to receive those uh, those that that account, uh, if they take out all the money in one year, now their taxable income from that year, dollar for dollar, goes up by that amount. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and you want it to go to the individual. You don't want it to go to the estate. Typically speaking. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, fellas. Keep up the good work. I used to work with uh, Mike. Are you there? Yep, listening. We're here. I used to work with Mike many years ago, and uh, he's an outstanding individual. Terrific. Well, I'm glad to hear That's that. That's good to hear. If we can ever help you again, feel free to give us a call at the office, 633-1515, okay? Thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Right. Uh, and, again, I do want to mention um, you can also send questions to our our. Uh, uh, our, our webpage. You can go right to thefinancialguys.com. Don't forget the T-H-E. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at FinGuys. There's no the FinGuys. I'm seeing a, a text from Russ. It's at FinGuys, F-I-N Guys, on Twitter. So lots of stuff we talk about throughout the show, stuff we see throughout the week, stuff that we're going to talk about next week. We will be posting to our Facebook as well as our Twitter page. And lots of our fantastic fans out there uh, sometimes post some awesome pieces that we just simply can't play on the air, but we love them nonetheless. So keep them coming because they're absolutely hysterical. So very talented uh, video and music editors out there. So thank you for that, at FinGuys on Twitter. Um, let's try to stick with the phones and see if we can't get through as many as possible here. Let's go to Bob out in Clarence. Bob, you are live on News Radio 930 with the Financial Guys. How are you? Hey, guys, real quick. Uh, estate planning on firearms. I understand if the your beneficiaries, when you die, are not licensed firearm uh, carriers, uh, the police confiscate them and keep them. Who gets that money? It's, you know, it's easy to have thousands of dollars worth of firearms because they're pretty expensive. What happens and what do you do to avoid that? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, Glenn uh, referenced uh, our Shield uh, 457 group. Uh, John Haberstow heading that up. It works with a lot of police and fire. And my understanding, that's at the other end of things, but my understanding from talking with uh, Jan Haberstow is that those guns are turned over to the police department and they are, in fact, destroyed. So uh, if, if nobody's licensed to have the guns, my understanding is that, that they are, in fact, destroyed. As you can imagine, a member of law enforcement knows the value of some of those guns and it breaks their heart to have to do it. Uh, but you do have time. One, but it's not immediately. You do have time. So it's not like you, you pass away tomorrow, you have firearms, and suddenly they knock on your door you know, that week and say, okay, hand them over. Number one, there's no license requirement in the state to have long guns, shotguns, or, or rifles. Okay, If it's an AR-15, then it needs to be registered, and it's got to have the right the criteria. However, 
um, when it comes to pistols, there is a grace period of time uh, whereby a spouse can go ahead and get licensed or get at least a temporary license or give her at least the opportunity to sell those to somebody who has the proper license so that they could uh, obtain the value for them. So it's very, very rare. I've never heard of a situation uh, outside of somebody dying by themselves where they had no family or had no next of kin. Uh, I don't know of any situation in all my 20-some years in the business uh, where uh, somebody has lost their firearms and they were destroyed by a police department. Because they say of 24 hours to let the police know after a person's dead, which isn't much time. And uh, as you say, collectors, firearms, it takes a year and a half to get a permit. So if your spouse doesn't have a permit. No, but there's a temporary one that you have. So there is there is some time. I don't know exactly what that is. I wish I did. But I know for sure it's not 24 hours. So and I don't even know if that rule is correct, that you have to notify them. I certainly, that would be, let me tell you this. If a family member died that had firearms, the last thing on my mind would be worrying about notifying anybody about anything Correct. that they owned. Okay, I'd be worried about the funeral, the wake, my mm-hmm. loved ones, my family. And if New York State doesn't like it, they can kiss my. Yeah, you know what? Law though, they don't mess around, and you know it's the same thing with DWI. If you're uh, under point oh eight, you're buzzed. You know, buzz driving, drunk driving. These sliding rules yeah. for society makes things look computer. I don't think. We know, I know, but we know a lot of law enforcement. I can tell you they're all great people, and none of them want to stop by your house a day after your loved one has died and and collect your firearms. I've never heard of that in all of my years. So, I, you know, it wouldn't be my priority, to be honest with you. Um, I I think I would focus on my family and the things that were were most important. And then, you know, as a normal course of things, and you talk about assets and distribution of those assets, firearms included. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. But thank you so much for the call, Bob. Certainly appreciate it. All right, 803-0930, star 930. Again, it's a free call to sell, 1-800-616-9236. Before we go back to the phones, I want to uh, just give you a chance, Tom, to uh, just, you know, anything that I'm missing here when it comes to estate planning, any final tips as we wind down the show here that you want to provide to anybody? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, Roxanne and I were talking during those commercial breaks while she was still here. And by the way, fantastic resource. I mean, she sees the side of things she that then she's there on the front lines at the last second, really doing, you know, crisis intervention. Uh, but the one thing that we were discussing during all those breaks is as we go through this, the more the more service that we provide to our clients, the more planning that we do, the more things that we touch upon with all of our departments at the financial guys and with our business partners, the more we realize that there's so much more yet to be done. And you, you just you for most people, ourselves included, Glenn. I mean, you did, you didn't know what you know you didn't know what what to expect when you had that issue with your family. Roxanne yep. didn't when her mother in law passed away, and of course, I go through things myself in my own life. And the important thing I think is you got to talk to a professional. You got to talk to somebody who actually, whether or not we have all of the answers, we can at least ask the right questions. And depending on where you find yourself in life, whether it's about to enter retirement, you're already retired, you're middle-aged, you got, you've got kids, you're just getting started, there is, there is literally so much to do that you just don't know where to start. And yet there's some things you have to address sooner rather than later. Having a basic estate plan in place is, is one of them. And knowing ultimately where you want everything to go, uh, it's very important. If at the end of the day you got nothing left, well, n- not much of an estate plan then, is it? Well, but you, you, but you planned well. Okay. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> right. If you got nothing left at the end, and then then you win, right? All right. Let's uh, let's see if we can sneak in just a few more calls. We only have about a minute and a half, so I'm going to ask everyone to be brief. Let's go to Linda first. Linda, you're live with the financial guys. How are you? 
Okay. Um, you, you used to have um, an add-on um, for a financial guy that specialized in helping you find uh, an expensive life insurance policy. What was yes. the name of that financial guy? That is Jeff Boron, Jeff Boron, and he has a website called DirtCheapTerm.com. But you can also just call Jeff at the office at 633-1515, and Jeff Boron is B-O-R-O-N. Okay, thanks. You're very, very welcome. I'm glad to be able to help. Let's sneak in one more quick one. Just about a minute left. We'll go to Jim in Orchard Park. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Good show, guys. Uh, thank you. Afternoon. Uh, I'm wondering if I am entitled to the New York Unclaimed Fund's for my sister-in-law, who is deceased. my her, her mother is deceased, which I was the executor of her will. My wife passed away, and I was the executor of her will. And I'm the only person, I think, that's relatively related to, to my sister-in-law. Can I claim her funds that are being held by the state? That's a great question. Yeah, Tom, you know what? what? Do you we, we don't, we don't come across that very time. often. Uh, but as a practical matter, this is what happened. The, the first who passed had... Uh, funds that they're entitled to claim, that becomes now an asset of their estate. Uh, and then the beneficiary of that estate, if I, if I understand you correctly, was your was your your wife? Uh, Sister. Uh, Sister. My my wife was the... You know, I hate to do this to you guys, but I, I'm just out of time. Oh, so, sorry. Uh, Jim, if you could actually give Tom a call throughout the week, 633-1515, that would be the best way to go. I thank you for your call, and I apologize. But thank you again to Tom for filling in for Mike Lomas. On behalf of Mike Lomas, I'm Glenn Wiggle with the Financial Guys. We'll see you next week here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Take care.